Today's podcast is brought to you by Vibby.com, the quick, easy way to make highlight videos of your very own. Simply log on to the site, put in the timestamps of your favorite moments, and watch as the highlights spring forward into a video of its own that can be easily shared across social media and other content platforms. Today's podcast is also brought to you by Unicorn.com, the premier esports betting site. Log in today to bet on all of your favorite esports games and see if you have what it takes to win some unicorns of your own. Who knows? It might be enough to win you one of those awesome prizes they have in their marketplace. Enjoy the episode. Hello, Internet. This is Chase Redshirt King Wassenaar. I'm a free agent, head coach, and analyst, as well as a contributor at Slingshot Esports. And welcome to another special edition of our Team by Team EU LCS Summer Podcast Preview. It is day seven of this whole series here, and we have a interesting team to talk about today. A team that one could say is, is filled with wonder, whether that's a positive or not. And uh, I am here to break it down today with my good friend and fellow contributor for Slingshot Esports, Walter Cietis Fetchuk. Walter, how you doing, man? I'm doing pretty well. We're, we're getting on to the, the tail end of these teams, and we still have a couple of interesting teams to talk about, both in Europe and in North America, which I can't wait to get to. I wonder if this is one of those teams, though. Yeah, there's a lot of wondering to be had with this team. And of course, we're talking about Splice which is why we get to make the same pun four times in a row. It is an interesting team from their last split. We had high hopes for them at the preseason going into the spring. They did not quite live up to that. They went 5-13, and 13, finishing eighth place overall. They were able to do more than enough to get back into the LCS. They only made one change this offseason. Mixie, the former substitute support for Fnatic, is now coming in to replace Nisbeth, who was a little bit underwhelming last split. Walter, when you look at this team, what are your first thoughts? Do you see the same upside here that we saw last split, or do you think that there are reasons to be concerned? I I see similar upside because they've now had more experience on the LCS stage. It's not as high as it was last split. I can still see them potentially, you know, sneaking into the playoffs if some of the teams above them fail to reach their potentials, but now that I've seen them play, now that I've seen the interactions, I'm I'm cautiously optimistic about where this team is going to go. Yeah, it's cautious optimism, I think, is a fair way to put it. Obviously, there were some players last split that we were really expecting to hit the scene hard, and that was Senkux at the end of the day. We had very high hopes for him, given how dominant he'd been in the Challenger series. And it didn't necessarily work out that well. He had the third lowest KDA amongst mid laners in Europe that played 10 or more games. He also had the second fewest kills amongst mid laners. And that includes Ryu and Power of Evil, who only played uh, 12 and 15 games respectively. So obviously there are some concerns there in terms of what his playmaking ability actually translated to at the end of the day. But... Now they have some experience. Now they have this understanding of of what it takes to play on an LCS stage and the speed at which they have to adapt to what enemies are doing. So 
Hopefully that means that some of this stuff turns around, that we stop seeing a minus 6.4 CS differential at 10 minutes from a guy who's supposed to be their star mid laner. But when we talk about things to watch for this team, Walter, the storyline from last split was just how many resources they filed into Wonderware, who has now changed his name to just straight up Wonder this split. Certainly he had a huge amount of resources given his way, but it didn't seem to amount to much success. Do you believe that it's time for them to make a fundamental change to their strategy, or do you think this is the way that they're going to continue to go heading into this summer split? I think they're going to continue playing to this sort of high high resource to the top lane meta just because they don't trust Kabe to be like the secondary or tertiary carry when you compare it to Senkuk's Trashy or Wonder. Um, I think there's a place for it. I think Gangplank is still a solid champion, and you can actually pick him in the top lane. We've seen some Fiora come out in the European Challenger scene with the changes to uh, Quicksilver Sash. So there are chances that it can still work. I don't think they need to fundamentally change their strategy. But if they're really not confident with Kabe being their AD carry and being a carry, they might need to look to make a change there. If that ever happens, then you could see them have a fundamental kind of shift in what their play style is, who they're funneling gold and resources into. But looking at the summer split, I don't think they need to really take anything away from Wonderware. I think they can continue to play this style and allow him to, to make plays. Because there were times where some of the games they won, it was because of Wonderware. Like, let's be honest. There were some games where they won because of Wonderware being so fed, having so much gold on things like Fiora or Gangplank. Mm -hmm. Of course, there were games they lost because Wonderware was basically worthless as a tank. So without seeing another roster change to an actual carry position, I don't think they'll change away from the, the strategy that they used during this play. Well, certainly they have to be hoping that Mixie is going to give Kabe a more comfortable laning phase. He uh, really struggled in the laning aspect of the game uh, with that minus 2.6 CS differential at 10 minutes. Uh, he was behind in gold at 10 minutes pretty much every game, and his CS numbers didn't necessarily translate very well. But here's my counter-argument when it comes to Wonderware. He had a 1.6 KDA. Not great. That 51 times, that's really not what you want from a guy that you're funneling 25% of your team's gold into, which, by the way, is the highest percentage that any top laner received of uh, his team's gold share. We're talking about a guy who was responsible for 25.8% of his team's deaths. These are problems. He had a huge CS differential of 10 minutes because they kept ganking his way. They kept putting him in that position to succeed. But more often than not, it didn't pay off for them. And at some point, you have to look at it and say... How much of a risk do we want to take that he's going to have those couple Nautilus games, the Fiora game, the Gangplank game, where things go right, compared to all of the other games where things tend to go very, very wrong? And I think you're absolutely right in noticing that it's, it's going to be a matter of, does this new support change mean that they put more faith in Kabi? Are they willing to have him be the secondary carry? Because right now, he actually gets... About the same amount of gold that Senkux does, and both of them get fewer than Wonderware does as far as gold share goes. That's almost unprecedented on any sort of LCS scale, and it's something that you have to imagine is not necessarily sustainable if they want to 
aim for higher than they did last split. There's a reason that we usually have gold breakdowns where the 80 carry is your primary guy. Your mid laner gets that second spot and your top laner is second or third depending on the meta. But there is some good news here. As you said, Wonder Word did have some very good games and it seemed like he got better as the split went on. He was one of those guys that I feel like benefited the most from the experience that they had. So in my best case scenario for this team, I do see the universe where playing through Wonderwear now becomes something that they could do without having to go all in on it. Maybe he doesn't need 25% of the team's gold. Maybe it falls to something like 21-22, but he's still able to make the most out of that because he does a better job of his laning phase. He does a better job of avoiding deaths. These are things that he can significantly improve on, and there's reason to believe that he will. If they give more resources to Senkux, a guy who seemed to get more and more comfortable with the LCS stage as the split went on, he's a guy who has the ability to be a primary carry in a way that maybe they don't trust Kabi to be. And who knows? Maybe this support change is what they needed all along. As a general rule, we've pointed out that the Fnatic system is incredibly valuable, and while uh, Mixie was not a starter at any time, and it's hard to know exactly what he was doing behind the scenes at Fnatic... He has worked with that infrastructure, and I have to believe that means something given how much sheer talent has come through the Fnatic pipeline over the years. And oh, by the way, Trashy, a guy who I had very high hopes for from his time at Enemy in the NALCS, still has a lot of room to improve as well. He underperformed uh, quite extensively from the beginning of the split, but he's a guy who has shown that in the right situation, when he's built up synergy with his solo laners, he can help turn things around. So there is a situation where all of these things, all these factors that had us excited about them last split, now come together in a way that still allows them to keep that core identity that they had last split, but in a much more efficient, much more reliable way. But Walter, for every best case scenario, there is a worst case scenario. What are your biggest fears when you look at the downsides for this team? Well, unfortunately, we saw one of the worst case scenarios that could happen last split where it just wasn't a very good team that they put Senkux on low impact kind of carries in the mid lane. We saw a lot of Lulu from him. We saw, you know, more utility style and, and zone control style mages as opposed to a lot of LeBlanc. The one LeBlanc game we saw of him, or one of the LeBlanc games that we saw of him, he was really, really strong. He was carrying the hell out of that game. But the rest of the team, when he is not making plays, seems to be a step below where you would expect to be in the LCS. Kabe has not been a very good AD carry, and we saw that this team played away from him. We saw this team put experience and gold into the hands of its two solo laners, and even into its jungler over their AD carry. And if you can't trust one of the players on your team that is in a high-impact position, a carry position, and you can't trust him to actually do his job, why is he on the team outside of you guys being good friends? They've already shown here with, with Mixie that they're willing to break the Danish synergy. The Danish synergy didn't work out so great for them last year. They've already shown that they're willing to break it. Could they just not find somebody to replace him? Has he really been improving? You know, we won't know until they actually play the games, but... If Kabe and one of the positions that is a carry, is actually a carry, has it in the name, 
is a point of weakness and you can't trust them to actually carry the game, you're in for a world of hurt. Yeah. I still don't understand why they didn't go out and get tabs once he was released from Rocket, which I know is a weird thing to say as a Rocket fan that wasn't particularly excited with Tabs' performance last split, but at least Tabs plays like an AD carry. You know what he is. He's relatively reliable in lane. Hobby just doesn't do anything for your team. His percentage of the team's damage is quite low. His earned gold per minute is incredibly low. He isn't getting the damage per minute that you'd be looking for. I, I don't understand what his role on this team is supposed to be, and it never really seemed like Splice figured it out either. And I understand that when you don't believe in one half of the map, you've got to put your focus on the other half. I do believe that's why Wonder had so much of an emphasis in his team's play. But as the meta continues to shift, it's going to come to a point where you need Kabi to step up. And as you've said, there's no reason to believe that he's going to at this point. Other than being able to avoid dying, he hasn't added basically anything to this team. And and to me, that's something that is a, a fatal flaw that I have a hard time getting over. But Walter, all of this taken into account, where do you think this team ends up at the end of the day? When we look at how they played last split, and considering they only made one change, and it's to the support, and to me, supports have limited impact on the success of a, of a roster, unless you are among the best in the world. We're talking yellow stars, and we're talking Matas. This team could not make the playoffs. And granted, they completely decimated the promotion tournament. They crushed it. They made it through clean, easy, bada big, bada boom. I don't think this team has made so much of an improvement that they're going to get in the playoffs. I don't think that this team has made so much of an improvement that they're going to avoid relegation. When you look at the teams that were below them in Rocket and Giants, they made improvements. They made substantial improvements to their team. So unfortunately for Splice, I think this team is probably going to be 9 or 10. That's just the unfortunate truth of it. I don't think this team got better. And it, I love watching Yamato Cannon in the LCS, but I'm not sure he's a good coach. He probably would be better on the desk. And if this team gets relegated and he's not going to be a coach anymore, I think there's a spot at Riot for him. I gotta be honest, Riot Tomato Canyon would be a great move at the end of the day. I, I'd love to see that be the way things go as well, because I agree with you. I, as someone who watched him when he was coaching Rocket very closely, it just seems like he has a very clear idea of the system that he wants to run in his head, and he's going to run it whether the talent that is on his team is designed to work that way or not. I'm slightly more optimistic than you are just because I think Senkux is almost by definition going to have a better split. We saw in the promotion series just how good he can be when he's playing to his best. And it's hard for me to imagine that both Trashy and Kabi will be as weak as they were last split. But at the same time, I can't put them any higher than eighth at this point. There are too many teams that improved around them and there just aren't a lot of options that make me say that this team's going to somehow figure it out. The system that they have in place provably didn't work. And as other teams are getting better around them, just replacing the support, I don't think it's enough. I don't think that Nisbeth was why Kabi wasn't great. I think Kabi was the reason that Kabi wasn't great. 
And when you're in that situation, well, it, it looks like there's still a split away before they really take that next leap. Uh, but you know what? I'm sure that there are some Splice fans out there who have more optimism than we do. You should definitely let us know about it on Twitter. I am at RedshirtKing. Walter, where can the nice people at home find you? You guys can find me at C80s underscore LOL. And you can find the podcast at SoundCloud.com slash EsportsRoughDrafts or on iTunes if you search for Rough Drafts under the podcast section there. We have been doing a lot of these team-by-team previews so far. In Europe alone, we've done Schalke, H2K, Rocket, Fnatic, Unicorns of Love, Vitality, and now Splice here. And in North America, we've been doing the same thing. We did Cloud9, NRG, Immortals, Echo Fox, CLG, Liquid, and today we took a look at the 10-man Apex gaming roster. So if any of that sounds interesting to you, you should check all of those out. And come back tomorrow, we're going to talk about a team that may have some salty feelings towards some of their former players, but perhaps they will be forgiven for any anger and frustration they may have. So until next time, goodbye, Internet.